right, and welcome aboard Philip Ward Show. You know, the New York Post today, and, and they have been on top of this from the very beginning. No other media outlet at all wanted to cover it, but Miranda, especially Miranda Devine, who is a writer for the New York Post, she has been phenomenal. She has been on top of this story since the very beginning, and now today, more documents about how Joe Unity Biden has blatantly lied to the American people and has been lying since since 2019. And that's just on this particular matter. He's been lying to us for 51 years now. A career corrupt swamp Washington, D.C. politician. Anyway, so New York Post headline today. Hunter Biden brought, at that point in time, Vice President Joe Biden to dinner with shady business partners. Now, wait a minute, because in 2019, Joe Biden, exact quote, no, I never talked to my son. I never had anything to do with any of his business dealings. This proves yet again that he's a liar. And by the way, the mainstream media have told us that this Biden family is so close and they love each other and they talk to each other about everything. I guess not Hunter's business dealings, but these documents today prove again that this was a lie from Joe. Joe Biden in the New York Post today met with Ukrainian, Russian, Kazakhstani business associates of his sons at a dinner in Washington, D.C. while he was vice president. Those are according to records on Hunter Biden's laptop. The dinner uh, on April 16th, 2015 was held in the private garden room, it's called, at Cafe Milano at a Georgetown institution, which whose catchphrase, listen to this, is where the world's most powerful people go. Now, the next day after that dinner, Hunter received an email from Vadim Pavharsky is this guy's name. Now, he's an executive. This is all you really need to know about the story. He's an executive of the Ukrainian energy company Burisma Holdings. And he emailed him and thanked him for introducing him to his father. April 17th, 2015. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. Uh, now, remember, at that time, Burisma, where the energy company from Ukraine, where Hunter Biden had no experience in energy, you know, gas, oil, anything at all. I mean, for goodness sakes, he didn't even speak the Ukrainian language. They were paying him $83,000 at that time, where he knew nothing at all. Now, on top of that story, a little later on uh, in the day, Here's another one from Miranda Devine. Hunter Biden's Ukraine salary was cut two months after Joe Biden left office. The Ukrainian energy company, that being Burisma, that was paying President Biden's son Hunter $1 million a year, cut his monthly compensation in half two months after his father ceased to be vice president. From May 2014, Burisma was paying Hunter that, again, the sum $83,000 to sit on a board. But in an email on March 19th of 2017, Burisma executive, again, Vadim Pavharsky, asked Hunter to sign a new director's agreement and informed him the only thing that was amended is the compensation rate. 
After the email, the amount listed on Hunter's uh, monthly Burisma invoices was reduced to $41,000. That was effective May 2017. Now, Miranda Devine ends her reporting today by saying, Hunter Biden, even remember when he brought his laptop to this MacBook repair shop in Delaware, apparently forgot about it, admitted last month while promoting his addiction, uh, his addiction memoir, Beautiful Things, that the laptop certainly could belong to him. But I really don't know. So on top of, you know, when Hunter says that, of course he's lying. Miranda Devine, though, is coming out with a book in September called Laptop from Hell. And by the way, uh, the uh, New York Post reached out to the White House, and you better believe that the White House did not respond to, uh, uh, for the request for a comment on that one. So here, But here again, if you're the son of Joe Biden, and we've gone through the Hunter Biden timeline, you know, extensively on this program. Boy, oh boy, you, you're making $83,000 to do nothing at all. You have no experience at all. In fact, the only thing it seems at this point Hunter has any uh, experience in is being a crack addict. His cocaine is snorting Parmesan cheese because he thought it was crack. I mean, this guy is a disaster. You really want the American people to believe that he was put onto that board for integrity, for something that he accomplished throughout his life? The only reason he was on that board is because he was Joe Biden's son. And on top of that, when Joe says, I never discussed Hunter's business dealings with him, really? Because these emails, these prove differently, all on this laptop that Hunter had and completely abandoned. Anyway, all right, we got more news uh, to get into. This is in Fox Business today. Get this now. Facebook ends ban on posts claiming COVID is man-made. So I, I, this, see, first of all, I can't really attest to it because I'm not on the Facebook anymore. But why is it that fa- anyone claiming that COVID, yeah, no, it's man-made. Okay, you can, if you want to, Throw that into disinformation. That that's fine. You you do that. Do your do your little fact checkers and whatever they have going up on that site. But can you disprove that it's not man made? No. I mean, I've been. We've talked about it on on the show that that you know the reporting from Lao Y eighty six Matthew Tai chronicling the evidence of patient zero, Wuhan Institute of Virology, how the Chinese Communist Party totally disappeared her. You better believe I think this thing came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. I think a lot of people should. I think it's going to come out that it did come from there. You know, the same lab where Dr. Fauci was funding gain-of-function research. Anyway, so Facebook said Wednesday it would no longer ban posts suggesting COVID-19 is man-made amid mounting calls from President Biden and other officials for further investigation into the pandemic's origins. Now that comes, and here's another headline for you, Biden uh, says Intel community torn between two likely scenarios on COVID-19 outbreak. Again, I, I don't think how it should be. I think there's irrefutable evidence saying that this thing came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. But anyway, so we'll play the game with Joe Unity. Biden on Wednesday asked the intelligence community to, quote, redouble their efforts to collect and analyze information that could bring the U.S. 
closer to a definitive conclusion on the origins, uh, saying the U.S. intelligence officials turned between two scenarios. Biden today said that when COVID emerged in early 2020, he as a candidate called for the CDC uh, to get access to China to learn more about the virus so we could fight it more effectively. Biden today said the failure to get our inspectors on the ground in uh, those early months will always hamper any investigation into the origin of COVID. Says, nevertheless, shortly after I became president in March, I had my national security advisor task the uh, intelligence community to prepare a report on the most on their most up-to-date analysis of the origins of COVID-19, including whether it emerged from human contact with an infected animal or a laboratory accident. So I guess that's where uh, Joe Unity currently is at this point in time. Uh, you have the, uh, oh, now get this, by the way. Uh, White House, uh, she's the White House principal, this is from her own Twitter box account, by the way, White House principal deputy press secretary. So basically is, is, is number two, as far as, you know, press secretary behind Jen Circleback Saki. Now she said today, uh, we're just going to continue with the World Health Organization and the World Health Organization is going to, is going to continue to work with China on, uh, the probe into the origin of COVID. Why do we think that China would cooperate? Was the reporter's question as it should be. And 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 they should have pressed hard on the World Health Organization. As far as I'm concerned, remember the tweet back in January 14th of 2020 where the World Health Organization was just regurgitating Chinese Communist Party talking points and said, no, 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 don't worry. China says that there can be no human-to-human transmission. So don't worry about covid the best response that this uh, Karine Jean-Pierre is her name, this is something that you have to ask the Chinese government. Why aren't you asking the Chinese government? Why isn't Joe Biden asking the Chinese government? If there's anyone you would think, right? Leader of the free world, most powerful man in the entire world. He knows President Xi Jinping. Remember, he spent 24 hours with Xi Jinping. I know him. I know him well. How come he's not asking him? How come he's not holding Xi Jinping accountable? COVID came from China. It's as simple as that. Why would we ever want to make friends with the Chinese? No, they're, they're good people, says Joe Biden. By the way, side note, uh, CBS News, so you could try and call her news report. It's, it's the furthest thing from that. Weijia Jiang says uh, uh, Jean-Pierre uh, puts her Twitter account address in there, making history as the second black woman to ever lead a White House press briefing. Get that again, the second black person. I, I guess the first, you know, doesn't, doesn't really count. Uh, Senator John Kennedy today, Grilling Dr. Fauci said this, can we, he asks him, can we agree that if you took President Xi Jinping, turned him upside down, shook him, the World Health Organization would fall out of his pocket. It's phenomenal. Uh, anyway, so let's look at uh, some other news we got uh, as far as the 
ongoing battle. I mean, I guess we got the ceasefire now between uh, Hamas and Israel. Well, the Israeli Defense Forces tweeted out earlier, Hamas leader in Gaza, Yawa Sinwar is his name. He's holding a little child and like kissing him all over. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Then holds him up though, while the kid is holding a gun. Like, and they say, does this look like an organization that wants peace? Yeah, absolutely not. You got a Fox News poll out today. Uh, voters support Israel, favor sending aid and weapons. Well, don't tell that to the Democrat Party. I mean, my goodness, they're the they're the most you know, known supporters of Hamas, a terrorist organization. Uh, 59% of the voters in this poll say they side with the Israelis. 24% sympathize with the Palestinians, which there alone, I mean, that shouldn't, shouldn't be that high if you ask me. But again, remember, there are still Democrats in this country. Crazy, whacked out Democrats, I should add. Uh, in Los Angeles, I mean, completely controlled by Democrats. Things don't seem to be getting any better there at any time soon. Uh, NPR reported this yesterday. High cost of Los Angeles homeless camp raises eyebrows and questions. Now, this is from NPR's reporting. Liberal as can be, NPR. Remember, we, we fund NPR. How crazy is that? In Los Angeles, city officials grappling with an ongoing homelessness crisis have turned to an idea that for decades was politically unpopular and considered radical. A government-funded tent encampment. Other cities, including San Francisco, Seattle, Tampa, and they've opened similar programs in recent years, but the high public cost of LA's first sanctioned campground more than, get this now, $2,600 per tent per month has advocates worried it will come at the expense of more permanent housing. Yeah, I would think so. And as we continue, well, we have polling out today as far as the return, I guess you could call it, of Donald Trump to the Republican Party, even though he really never went away at all. Here's a poll in the Hill today. 66% of Republicans want Trump to run for president. A majority of Republicans want President Trump to run for the White House in 2024. This is according to a Quinnipiac University poll. 66% of Republicans say they want Trump to run for a third term, compared with 25% of Republicans who say the former president should not run. 85% of Republicans polled say they wanted candidates running for elected office to agree with the former president, compared to 10% who said they want contenders to mostly disagree with them. I mean, I really don't know why anyone, any Republican at all would want um, our our uh, candidate in 2024 to disagree with Trump. Donald Trump advocated every single one of his policies was about an America first, make America great again agenda. I mean, what do we want to be? What do we want to be globalists like the Democrats? Yeah, I don't think so. I think that number would be a lot higher than just 66%, by the way. Uh, fake news, propaganda news, CNN. This uh, I saw yesterday. This is in Mediaite. Get this headline. No CNN show, not one, not one at all. 
show cracks 1 million viewers in Monday ratings. By most measures, Mediate writes, it was a rough day in the ratings for CNN on Monday as the network, was, which saw historic post-election levels of viewership, couldn't even get 1 million viewers in one show at all. The highest rated show was uh, Chris Cuomo, Cuomo primetime show, which had uh, 919,000 total viewers. Rachel Maddow over on MSNBC, MSDNC as comparison, uh, got 2.4 million viewers. Why anyone would watch that lunatic is beyond me. She lied to her viewers for four years about Trump-Russia collusion, which never occurred. She had no evidence of it whatsoever. It's all conspiracy theories. And yet, 2 million viewers still watch her? I mean, that's a problem, if you ask me. Uh, Fox News' Tucker Carlson tonight had the most 2.79 million total viewers. Now, I talk about, I'm, I'm bringing up the ratings for a reason. Because LeBron China James and his beloved NBA, which I think we should effectively start to call the NBA, the Marxist Basketball Association, along with the MFL, the Marxist Football League. But John um, Orand, who's a media reporter, sports business journal, he says, he has some ratings from Sunday. He says, good news for the final round. By the way, if you are not a big golf fan, there's a uh, professional golfer by the name of Phil Mickelson, like 50 years old, wins the tournament this weekend. It was phenomenal uh, to watch. Uh, so that, though, the final round of the PGA tournament got 6.6 million viewers. Last year, that was 5.2 million viewers. So 6.6 for golf. NBA, Lakers, LeBron, China, James, his beloved Lakers in China, 4.4 million viewers. So that should tell you something about how the American people think about LeBron, China, James, and the NBA. Uh, anyway, so I do have to announce, though, uh, with Memorial Day coming up on Monday and how we go into the uh, longer weekend, which, by the way, on this pro, we will always, always celebrate our men and women uh, in our armed forces. And I think, you know, the most brave, most courageous, most incredible people, police officers, people who served in our armed, who serve and have served in our armed forces, I have the utmost respect for them, as I think, you know, we all should uh, have respect for them uh, as American people. Anyway, though, so uh, everyone, I got to say, we will be back on the air. We're going to take a sort of extended break. We'll be off tomorrow and Friday, uh, Memorial Day as well, on Monday. So I will be back on this program on Tuesday. Uh, you know, maybe I've been taking so many days off lately, I sound like a liberal, for goodness sakes. Uh, but anyway, I want to say just enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Memorial Day. I know that I'm going to. I just... Uh, I, I don't know. I'll be honest with you guys. I've been feeling a little off ever since coming back from uh, Florida. I think it has to do with the change of weather. Uh, so I've been feeling a little weird. I'm going to take this opportunity to take an extended break, come back better than ever. So enjoy the weekend. Remember Memorial Day is a day where we remember those who gave their lives for our country, for freedom, 
for our constitutional republic, and we should always, always, always give our thanks to them. Uh, so our prayers, our thoughts are always with uh, the loved, uh, the families of their loved ones who have, uh, you know, made the ultimate sacrifice uh, for this country. So that being said, folks, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Memorial Day. And I will be back here on Tuesday. I will speak to you then.